Hey, how, how's everybody doing? Welcome to episode two, and I think we're just going to pick up where we left off last week. How you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Well, we got positive responses on the podcast for last week. Um, a few listeners. Uh, it'll pick up. And uh, we're kind of new at this, so bear with us. It'll get better. But... Um, yeah, Bubba Wallace. We'll start there. Um, so they were in Talladega, Alabama last weekend for uh, the race, and people were outside the track protesting, um, flying the Confederate flags. There was a plane flying over that had big Confederate flag and defund NASCAR. Um, and the race had gotten delayed by rain until Monday. So when they pushed the car back to the garage, they found a noose in the garage. Well, what presumed to be a noose. Um, did you see the picture of the of well, the noose? Well, what they called it is a garage pull. It was it was right. on the door, but you pull it down. You know, it, did, it's, it's circular, but you pull it down to close the door at night. Yeah, I know what that. I know. I know what they tried to say it was. But did you see the actual picture of it? It looks strangely like a noose versus well, it, a garage pole. Well, it was tied like a noose, which is different than tying a knot. You know, it, it was tied with a circular. You know, so the you know I don't really know how a noose works, but it's certainly tied. Okay. And it was tied like that. Um, so this is how it works. The drivers aren't allowed into the garage right now. They sit in their motor coach and when it's time for, when it's time for the, um, it's time for the race, they get called down to their cars. This limits contact with the crew and everyone else. So during the rain delay, Bubba was in his, his coach waiting to go out with some friends when he got a call from the president of NASCAR to come down and um, see what they had found. A crew member found it. Mm-hmm. Now, apparently this had been up since 2019. Mm. And Bubba was just unlucky lottery by getting that particular garage. And that okay. is that is the only one that was tied like that, too. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and I have never seen a garage pull tab. Now, granted, I have never seen the garage stalls at actual NASCAR, but I don't know why there's so many, like, wrappings at the top of it like a noose. Like, Right, it, yeah, it, it's, you t- don't it's need tied all like that. a noose. No, no. So... So someone's lying. So regardless. <laughs> so the next day, NASCAR rallied behind Bubba, and they, all the drivers pushed his car out to the beginning of a pit road, and all the crew members followed behind. It was a really nice tribute. And the FBI did an investigation and found out that this had been up since 2019. Why? You know, who knows? Um, so the FBI determined it not to be a hate crime. And so the next day, everybody's on social media attacking Bubba, saying he was pulling a J- Jesse Smollett, you know, the guy in Chicago right. that, you know, hired somebody with MAGA hats to pretend to beat him but up. But these, the, 
the maggots probably didn't even see the picture of maggots. the yeah well magas the ma- the maggots probably didn't even see the picture of said noose I- yeah so so Bubba caught a lot of heat from that and he was you know leg- legitimately pissed off that you know they're questioning his integrity on this and what it comes down to is if you read the comments section even if it wasn't even if it wasn't news, give it the benefit of the doubt, it was a news. If you read the comment sections and the hate that's directed towards Bubba, it's very racist. And it's... It's it, very America. Yeah, yeah, and it's just... Honestly, sadly. It, it, it's very plausible that there would have been a noose in his garage, right? Why not? It's Alabama. He... he he took away their Confederate flag. Well, NASCAR did not. He, I know, he but suggested they're it. but they're seeing it as they're just blaming him because he spoke like, up. We can't now. We can't have our precious flag. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I get it. All right, still that that argument. Oh, it's heritage, not hate. Heritage, not hate. But um, you know, ironically, the same people. If you. Uh, drove around this particular town with a Puerto Rican flag on your car. I've heard the comments. Um, go, why are you fly, flying that flag here? Go home, you know? That doesn't belong here. But isn't a Puerto Rican flag heritage? And what's the ironic thing about the Puerto Rican flag? Uh, Puerto Rico is actually part of the United States. It is, it is the United States territory. Yes, they, they, they pay taxes. I don't know if these folks know that, but um, if you're listening, now you do. Feel free to look that up. Yeah, that's, that's, what, we, uh, that's what we're going to try to do. Um, pardon why we have the word reality in the title of the podcast is, you know, we're going to try to present facts and not fake news. Um, and as far as that confederate flag and the confederate statues go okay the more i think about this the more i get angry at these people who are so mad that they're that these things are being taken away like taken down and now mississippi is talking about getting rid of the confederate part on their flag i guess a little like the corner of it is the confederate flag so the problem I have is these people are fighting for monuments of soldiers who killed United States soldiers. Okay, the Confederate, first off, the Confederate States, the Confederacy, the country of the Confederacy does not exist. It does not exist. So I thought y'all were always for supporting our troops. What? Why not? Why, why are you, why is this an instance where you're trying to defend the rights of another country's troops over our troops? Right. Um, you know, and something I didn't know, like Fort Bragg in North Carolina, that was named after a Confederate officer. Um, Almost all of them are. Yeah, and but that would be like if we had a base in... Japan, and uh, we named it after uh, Yokohama, 
you know, who was the leader of the Japanese during World War II. Why would we name the right, U.S. Right, base? Why would we do that? Like, like so our base in uh, Iraq would be um, Camp Hussein, you know? Yeah. That's why we, why we, or we'd have like a Hitler base. I mean, why would we do that? And the ar- <laughs> the argument, the argument that that people are trying to change history. History is history. Whether there's a statue or not, it's in books. It's everybody is holding these little computers in their hands that we can figure out whatever we want. And another okay, another point on the statues too. They weren't even put up until years. After the Civil War, okay? They weren't even put up until years after. They started putting them up whenever they started introducing Jim Crow laws and furthermore continued putting them up during the Civil Rights Movement to get this terrorize black people. That's what they did it for. Right. And like I think we mentioned last week that Robert E. Lee had said that he didn't want monuments put up in the first place. No. Because it, it was an ugly time for the country. And they knew they lost. They got yes. over it. They knew that we were now the United States, that that the Confederate States of America does not exist. Okay? Does not exist. Here's the other hypocritical thing about that is, you know, you'll see that, well, it was the Democrats that started the KKK, you know, and... Um, no, it was the Dixiecrats. The Dixiecrats, Right. So okay, the Dixiecrats came about because they were, and guess what flag they favor? They favor the Confederate flag because they were against integration in schools. They wanted everything to continue to be segregated. So that's why, that's how the Dixiecrats got mad at the Democratic Party and broke away. And... I would like to read something about speaking on the political parties because it always gets twisted. Okay. Right. Since the 1930s, the Democrats positioned themselves more towards liberalism while conservatives increasingly dominated the GOP. However, new voter coalitions emerged during the latter half of the 20th century with conservatives and the Republicans becoming dominant in the South, rural areas, and suburbs, while liberals and the Democrats increasingly started to rely on a coalition of African Americans, Hispanics, and white urban progressives. Yeah, so the fact that the Democrats are the ones that started this, it's just a myth, and... The, well, when we talk about the first political parties, the first political parties were the Federalist Party and then the Democratic Republican Party. Well, a lot of the, um, you know, getting back to the Civil War, is a lot of uh, historical revolutionists, revisionists, revisionists, have... Um, you know, gone back and said, well, no, it's about, it was about taxation. It was about states' rights. But anything that I've researched is the main part of, part of it was slavery and the states' ta- rights. The taxation, I've heard that one too. Somebody tried arguing that one, one that, that one with me once. It was like, no, they were, the South was mad because there was going to be these taxes imposed upon them. And I'm like, yeah. 
They wanted to tax people who would not give up their slaves. Oops, sorry about that. <laughs> I should I should have had the ringer off. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Note to self. We'll put that on the editing folder, uh, or maybe not. Um, yeah. So well, threw, threw, threw me off my game there, but. Um, yeah, it was about slavery, okay? And the party of Lincoln, and that's what the conservatives like, we're the party of Lincoln. Well, Lincoln was against slavery, so I don't know why people like want to stand up for that flag and those statues in these and times. Yeah, if you're the if you're considering yourself the party of Lincoln, then what the hell are you doing flying the Confederate flag and be and and wanting your right to do that, then you know, you don't even know your own history. That's basically what you're telling me. Because Lincoln was on the same side as Ulysses S. Grant, the general who won the war. Okay? Right. The general of the Union who won the war. Didn't lose it. Okay? Then why don't you call yourself like a Jefferson Davis? Because... <laughs> He was on the other side with Robert E. Lee, okay? Right. And, and now, and we get, we all understand it's an important part of history. And yes, we should all learn the history and not just cherry pick what you want, you know? And the history is going to be the history, whether the statue is there or not. Right. Okay. But the statue is but threatening books to something. There's books for that. There's books, yes. There's museums. And everything is out there for you to find so plus how many people are like going to these statues and like just sitting there and gazing and like in awe like who does that who goes to statues and are like i can't get enough of this statue and just go there and like memorialize them every day you're not doing that you know uh, it was a couple things you know they took down that there was a theodore roosevelt one in new york city that they took down and um I didn't realize it until I looked at it, and what it was, it was Teddy Roosevelt sitting up high on his horse, and he has an Indian person next to him, and he has a black person next to him. And I'm like, well, what's wrong with that? And somebody explained it to me. It's because the way the statue depicts it is he's sitting up high, and the Indian and the black person are below him. So that is how it seems racist, and I, I sort of, I sort of get it, right? Um, but hey, I mean, but we're not going to change anybody's minds here, you know, on how people feel about the statues. You know, you have a pandemic going on, but you have somebody in the uh, in the White House who sends out National Guard to protect the statues right now. And not protect people. Um, and he's even said, this is this is my heritage or whatever. It's like, no, your dad is from Germany and your mom's from Scotland, right? Like, how is that even your history? Well, it's important to his base. That's why he cares about right. it. Right, right. Um, because it's like, you have nothing to do. I guess it's important to his history, too, because... His dad used to go to clan meetings also. Oh, yeah. I mean, so maybe that's why it's important to his history. 
know, so, um, yeah, so, you know, Black Lives Matter, you know, but there's still pushback against that, and I see Black Lives Matter being compared to ISIS now, and, you know, just ridiculous stuff. Oh, a tip of the hat to Mayor de Blasio for um, painting Black Lives Matter right out in front of Trump Tower, though. Tip of the hat, sir. Tip of the hat. Did they do that already? I heard. I don't know if it's happened already. Maybe it is just discussed. How how angry is he? (laughs) We should should look on his Twitter feed. It's great. (laughs) You know, first the road to the White House. What what did they rename the road to the White House? Like the road that goes right to it. Um, I don't know. Was it BLM BLM Avenue or something like that? Or (laughs) I don't know. We're just winging it here, you know, in front of Mike's, um, what's, what's show prep, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, you know, Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, oh, that's the other one I saw. If you put a color in front of Lives Matter, then you're the racist. So, I guess, I guess oh, we're racist. Oh, okay, but, they but, told but, us. But, but what's a blue life? I mean, it, that, that was those things from Avatar, right? Like the aliens from Avatar, those were blue lives, weren't they? Right. And I cared about those things because, you know, what didn't our army was, our army was trying to wipe them out, you know, right. to, get, to get their resources on their planet or whatever. So, yeah, b- blue lives do matter. James Cameron said so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, all lives matter. So, you know, here's another thing for the all lives matter folks. Um, if any of them are going to listen to this, probably not. But all lives matter. And if all lives matter, why don't they want to wear a mask? Or Good point. Because yeah. they're selfish. And they don't, really, they don't really think that either. I don't think they really think all lives matter either. They just want to say that against black lives matter. And they can't just straight out say no white lives matter. Because then they'll... Then they'll be admitting to their racism and they would rather be some of them would rather be more private about it some of them do want to be open about it didn't we had one at the we had a guy at the um protest at the black lives matter protests remember he came walking up and down the street and he's like whites unite and carrying his little tiny cardboard sign like saying i mean Calling people there's, the N-word to their face. Yeah, there's there's real fear right there. That's that's yeah. someone who's very afraid. Yeah, and, you know... He's scared. You know, and here's, here's the thing. You know, it's, conservatives more embrace the all lives matter. And of course, all lives do matter. But if all lives matter, then why, you know, they, they'll be like, well, um, babies' lives matter. You, you people are for all killing babies. No women's right to choose, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But if all lives matter, then once that baby is born, well, hey, why don't, we, why don't they have assistance for health care, for food, and everything like that? And no, no, you shouldn't have had a baby if you can't afford it. Well, I thought all lives matter. You know, or if, uh, you know, they're against um, social programs that help you out, food stamps, etc. Oh, well, we need people to eat. No, get a job. Well, all lives matter, don't they? Yeah, and no, to them it's just they just say it as bullshit propaganda from their from their leaders. You know, and it's it's amazing that, you know, being being in a conservative town and look around, you know, and 
95 percent of the people aren't wearing masks around here you know and you have to wear a mask for work right or is that by choice um we have to wear it in the building and then when we're out on road i personally wear it when i'm with customers because i care about other people and i don't want other people to get sick and i don't want to be the cause of that in case I did get them sick and didn't know it. So, yeah, I actually care about other people. But some people don't. They don't have the ability to to feel empathy. And that's kind of what our town is like. Basically, that's how I look at it when I go to the grocery store. It's like, that's how many people actually are able to feel empathy. Yeah, and you know that's what it's telling me. And I was just across the river, and across the river we have a, you know, a state with a Democratic governor, and it's amazing that you go over there and quite the difference. Quite the difference. (laughs) Now over there, ninety-five percent of the people are wearing masks, and this is before he came out with the order that went down the other night, where it's mandatory for you to have masks. Everyone already had masks on. Everybody was social distancing. Um, you get on elevator and people, nobody would get on elevator with you if you didn't invite them in, you know, so if you just wanted to ride the elevator by yourself, nobody, nobody tried to shove their way in. It's just very odd that you cross the river and it's a totally different mindset. uh, I wonder, I wonder how they knew to do that though. Did they... Did their governor already give the suggestion beforehand that you should do it? Yeah. And it, then, it, it, it but didn't suggested. make it mandatory. Didn't make it mandatory. Okay. Now, the hotels also had it had signs that um, face masks are recommended. Um, okay. And then it changed to it was required. But the hotels switched it from being required early in the morning when the mandate didn't, wasn't in effect till night. Um, and you know, play something here, and this is from Orange County, California, but the, the people sound pretty much the same here. Okay, so we'll just see see if I can pop this up here. Breathing freely, building your immune systems without masks. How disgusting! How shameful! How criminal! How corrupt! This is a this is a hoax. It's a fraud. It's a hoax. There's nobody dying in excess of any other year in the last decade. Are you aware of that? Stop listening to absolute charlatan doctors like this Dr. Chow. Charlatan. Your time is up. Thank you. Next speaker, please. (laughs) You know, God, just, it seemed like they were really entitled. And why are they so mad? Yeah. extract that from my body and now you want me to put it back in my body i have is that how my squirts as a sovereign citizen of the united states your time is up you are kneeling on the necks of the people okay you are continuing to act in a thuggish manner what this is orange county california boy so so, I mean, that that's the attitude. I mean, is there any worse time to use the term kneeling on our necks? Right. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I'm like, has this bitch not been paying attention? Oh, my God. You know, and um, 
I guess this morning, um, our mayor, mayor um, came up because now... Social... The mayor of Kingatucky. Kingatucky, yeah. Kingatucky. Um, so now face masks are required by servers and bartenders, and you're not supposed to sit at the bar anymore of the restaurant, which I, I thought that was the way it was supposed to be to begin with. But I guess that was just a recommendation, but now it's mandatory. Yeah, I think everything in in um, Arizona was always just a recommendation because once they did the opening back up, people just flat out went back to normal. Like there was, I mean, they actually did it before. And our sheriff was like, I'm not enforcing any of the rules. And I don't know how they feel that these rules are going to be enforced now. Isn't he right, going to be taking right, the yeah. same who, stance? Who, who is enforcing it? And, and that's that's um, a question that I had. And um, I, I got a response saying, well, I should look to Scottsdale. And I, I, quite honestly, I don't know what they're doing in Scottsdale. What does Scottsdale have to do with King Kentucky? Well, that's where, you know, no offense, is, is strong leadership isn't always popular, you know, and you're not going to necessarily please but, people. Okay, this is a problem I have, though. Doesn't that sound like deflecting her answer? I mean, what you ask her a question about King Kentucky, she tells you you need to look to Scottsdale. Um, okay, I think I have my answer, and I think my answer is you don't want to do anything that would hurt your reelection, would you, or your political career? Right. No, in her, to you know, in her defense, her constituency is the ninety-five percent that aren't wearing masks, so she doesn't want to have. She doesn't want to get voted out. I get it. Well, she's running unopposed, so that's not going to happen. I don't know. I just say I just think we need strong leadership, and we don't have that all the way from the. T- no one's tippy, running tippy top. against her. No. Oh wow. No, no, well, I'm still not voting for her. I'm still going to write in a different name. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to do a protest. But if you're going to put, if you're going to put the feelings of people over the lives of people, then I'm not voting for well, you. Well. She does support people wearing masks, and she's trying to send that message out there, but we don't have any real guidance Yeah, okay. On... Well, let me tell you this then. My mom has a cabin in Strawberry, which is under... It's like 13 miles from Payson. I don't know if Strawberry... They probably just go with that mayor because... I don't know if they're big enough to have a mayor in Strawberry. Anyways... So the mayor of Payson mandated the masks. Like, this was days ago. They're another conservative town. They mandated them. What? Like, that's a mayor who... Did people complain? I don't... I'm sure they did. But it's at some point you have to say, I don't care. This is a matter of public health. It's kind of like, look... I personally don't care what you do with your body. I don't care how many calories you suck down. I don't care stuff like that. But when it comes to a fact of where you're affecting other people and because of your selfishness or your greed won't doesn't allow you to want to do things, I have a problem with that. Right, and how many people, you know, 
I've, I've never heard heard like the mask traps your CO two in. You know, I'm I'm I don't like wearing the mask, but I don't find they're it. making up bullshit excuses. I get it. I don't like wearing a mask either, but I do it because I care about other people. Have you seen the like the fake card that they're making up? Like, like you could print out this fake card and it says that you have um, you have a disability and um, so I saw you're, you're, something. I saw something that like ID the, card thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which is all bullshit. If you, if you look at it, it's you bullshit. know, and any more to them, there's no getting through to them. They their heads are full of rocks. So I'm just like, you know, perhaps. You would find a ventilator more comfortable. Maybe, maybe that's what you would find to be more comfortable. That mask is just so annoying. Yeah. Perhaps you'd enjoy a ventilator. Yeah, if, if you uh, if you think you're having trouble breathing now, just wait until this gets a hold of you. Because in in the land of King of Tucky, we don't have like the healthiest people here. No offense, but it's not like it's not a place where there's like. Tons of healthy people running around. Number one, it's a retirement community. So you're in one of the groups, folks. Our health care here isn't the best either. It's uh, at least subpar. Okay. You know, you know, I had an idea, though. Um, and I need to write um, our former president, Obama, on this one. Obama needs to come out and make a PSA to say... Do not wear a mask. Okay? Because if Obama said, do not wear a mask, everybody's going to... make gonna, him wear <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I ain't listen to you. What do you know? <laughs> I better get a mask on right now. And then, you know, Obama can just like... Do, Obama's do a, not telling me what to do. And, uh, you know, he just... just, just <laughs> Obama can like give that little wink at the end. You know, like... I got you. Hey, hey, uh, hey, you liberals. I'm just screwing with these guys. So then right. everybody, everybody would wear a mask, you know, or, um, you know, we should, we should, uh, we should sell Fox News masks with Sean Hannity's face on them, you know, because, you know, even though they're, they're out there promoting, yeah, it's all safe, it's all safe, but if you look, Hannity's still sitting in his basement doing his show, you know, he's not out there, uh, I'm actually surprised. That the guy that sells the Confederate flags doesn't sell Confederate face masks. There you go. Hey. Honestly, I'm surprised. We'll give him that idea for free. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And we also have somebody here in Kingman, and um, he likes to promote himself as, um, you know, Mr. Mr., uh, This Town, you know? and Mr. Karen. Mr. Karen. Karen. Karen, man. Mr. Karen, man. Um, Mr. Karen Warhol. Uh, yeah. Because he, he's uh, an artist. Yeah, and, <laughs> you know, and he, he, does, he does a good job of promoting Kingman, and, you know, he has, he has a large following on social media. But he is very anti-mask. He calls it a mind-control device. Hell-bent on it. Yeah, now he's selling T-shirts. Hell-bent. You know, I, I mean, boy, is he worked up over this. I, I mean, I, he, I don't know how many hours of sleep he loses each night over this whole situation. Yes, yeah, he was like in Costco with his mask that said mind control device, and um, it's like, buddy, just go, go to Sam's Club, you know? Yeah, 
I always by what are the coffee online by the way that by the by his posts that he's make I'm like I always took you as a Sam's Club guy like uh, right they Sam's Club totally not not a great place to work part of the Walmart industry I would have totally thought that you were on board with that I would have never thought that you would shop at Costco a place where the employer treats their employees with respect. Well, the mask probably clashes with the suit, you know, because he, he does dress impeccably, you know. But I, I don't understand. You, you want to promote the town. You want to promote tourism. But, you know, you're promoting, you know, unhealthy behavior, you know, and... I don't know. I think you'd want to get healthy around here, you know, and so there is a town to return to once this passes. It's just been a hell of a year, hell of a year. But hey, that's why we started this podcast. It's because of this. Um, yeah. Anything else on uh, Mr. Karen Man? Uh, no, not nothing else worth mentioning. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna hear about this and he's gonna be down at Karen's wine cellar, you know, complaining with the other Karens. It's <laughs> yeah. a bunch of Karens. They're gonna sit they're gonna sit there all armed because I think that that Karen armed up she armed up when she found out that the Black Lives Matter protest was happening here. So they had to defend themselves from all the looters that were gonna be that was gonna start happening because Black people wanted to just have a protest in solidarity with progressive white people to say, please stop killing black people. So, yeah. Crazy times, crazy times. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I did notice that some of the militia that were there to, quote, unquote, protect the protesters were uh, hanging out at the Confederate flag store, you know. I think they were just wait, waiting for the stuff to come down. Yeah, you know, you know what I find funny, too, about that? Like, the where the Confederate flag store is? So, the city spent all that money on their big, beautiful Welcome to Kingman sign. So, you drive under that, and what's the first thing you see? A store selling Confederate flags. It's like, welcome. Oh, but wait, we didn't mean all of you. We didn't mean all of you. Yeah, and... Um... You know, um, the other one is, and I, I will give a shout out to, to this business because I think um, we should know where to spend our money, not spend our money. Um, there's a place called the Tax Shed, which is just off the highway here. So some tourists may come across this place as they get off the highway. And you go in there and there's a sign that says, all Democrats must be accompanied by an adult. Now, me personally, I would get up and I would walk out without saying anything. Why don't they, my question is, and if, if someone's listening who knows them, make the suggestion, why not just put on the front of your door, you Democrats not allowed? Why don't you just do that? Yeah, your money's no good here. I mean, why don't you just say, look, we do not take Democrat money. It does not spend here. Okay? Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, or, you know, certain car dealerships that... um that their salesmen think that that's great. Didn't he? Didn't he have a huge Confederate flag 
at one point in the um, in dealership. The, uh, yeah, in the, hanging in his office. Yeah, the owner of the bit. Yeah, of a certain place. You know. Um, yeah. Well, that means my no my money's no good there either. Yeah. So you know, gonna buy a car. Yeah. Contin- just go to Phoenix you, you, or yeah, Vegas. Yeah, yeah. You'll get better deals anyways. You would think companies like that would have social media policies, you know, in place. But, right. hey, but, you know, the only way to go back this is just say, yeah, my money's no good there, and I don't want to spend it there. Yeah, so, you got to hit them in the pocketbook to teach them a lesson. All right. So, oh, hey, we have our first phone call. Oh, let me let me get him on the line, okay? What? Oh, this is a good one. You're gonna be surprised. Okay. Special right. guest. Okay. All right. I think he's there. Hello. Hello. Congratulations. Hello, Mr. President. Did you listen last week? Our country is in serious trouble. Is it? Why? We can't do anything right. Our military has to be strengthened. Our vets have to be taken care of. I, we have to I think he's off his medicine. And we have to make our country great again, and I will do that. Oh. Okay. Well, don't you think you should be sending a more uniting message? What I say is what I say. Oh. Well, thank you for calling. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder if he. I wonder if he really likes us. <laughs> I'm surprised he listened though. Oh, he's still there. Are all talk, no action. Nothing's gonna get done. They will not bring us. Believe me. Do you mean yourself? I think you forgot to hang up. <laughs> Our enemies are getting stronger and stronger by the day. And oh. we, as a country, sir, you're weaker. still on the line, sir. Sir, again, hello? We have losers. We have losers. <laughs> I guess we'll let him just keep rambling on. This, I, but I wonder who he's talking to. I think this is what old people do. They just How ramble on. stupid are these politicians to allow this to happen? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you tell us, sir. You're the head politician. Oh, boy. All right. Well, thank you. Um, are you still there? Do, do, do you want to say anything before you go? You're not a nice person. Oh. <laughs> okay. I, th- oh. I think he hung up. I think he was projecting there at the end, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got the president to listen to us. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Success. All right. Uh, come on, Joe Rogan. Does uh, President listen to your podcast? I mean, come on. All right, and you know, um, it's because of the coronavirus that we started this podcast. You know, because you know, there's nothing else to do. So I thought about why not let's do this, have some fun at it. It's something that I've thought about doing for years, and uh, I know you have too. You know, because I've enjoyed. You know. Howard Stern was a big influence of mine, and then Opie and Anthony, and you are more of the uh, the left. The I right. like listening to the political stuff. Yeah, the Progressive Channel on Sirius XM. Well, I like to try to go and listen to the other side, but 
I can't last very long. It <laughs> I'm gets, just like, this is... Yeah, it gets overbearing. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah, and there's not a whole lot of sense being talked over there. It's more just like demanding that you are a certain way. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, and that's... And I get the CNNs and the MSNBCs, they kind of go to the left, you know. So I try to look all over with my news sources. And I try to, um, even if I see something that I'm like, oh, is that true? And I, I'll go to other sources and go, all right, yeah, let me make sure. Especially when I'm posting on social media about it. Right, yeah, it's important. You know, but um, BBC, that's a good one too. too. That, that's who I, I follow that app on my phone. Because they don't really care about our partisan. Yeah, yeah, it's just news, care. like yeah. the like the old timers, you know, the Walter Cronkites. You know, they yeah, would, they would like, just get up there and read the news. I mean, yeah, it's boring, but they're telling you the news. They're not making it all flashy, like that movie, that movie, the Ron Burgundy, Part Two. That was a really good example of how news changed. Like before, it was like you know boring because they just read you what happened and then they're like oh we need flashy graphics and right because car chases and we gotta have all these right yeah and like um could there be something in their house that could kill you <laughs> we'll tell you after the break <laughs> right you know? suspense <laughs> yeah so they get you to sit through the commercial and get and get back to it like they, they in the line it. in the line in the movie he says why do we have to tell people what they need to hear why can't we tell them what they want to hear <laughs> that the united states is the greatest country on the planet yeah, but we we are the greatest country on the planet look at our numbers we have the best numbers when it comes to the coronavirus. We have the most cases. We have the most deaths. And Arizona is leading tremendously. We're in first place. We're number one. You know, so we should be proud, proud Americans. Proud zoners. Yeah. You know, and hey, the other thing, um, if there's any conservatives listening to this, um, yeah, Democrats have guns too okay um so that's not exclusive to you you don't get that and they exercise the second amendment yeah, as well yeah. they just don't need to be amosexuals about it yeah that's all yeah like uh, they'll get turned on reading guns and ammo and they they break out you know the gun oil huffalo gun oil <laughs> You're getting turned on. Lay their guns on the bed, roll yeah. around all naked with them. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm getting... <laughs> you know, and, and the other thing that really annoys me about conservatism is they think they own being a patriot. And being a patriot, being a true patriot, is you can criticize your government when you don't think it's, things are going right. Or you can protest. Right, that's a big one that's been going on for years, and you know, like I here's the thing I was even fine with them protesting when they were protesting the shutdowns. What I complained about was I'm like, I didn't realize that this was a protest about the Second Amendment. I mean, I don't know why you had to show up with your guns, I don't know how that made sense. Be shooting viruses out of the air, (laughs) you know. Or did you see the guy that... Just in case I gotta take down a virus. Did you see the guy that had the <laughs> rocket launcher and go get, go get a sandwich? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, to go to Subway. Yeah. And he was all like, 
roid it out. Yeah. Yeah, I know that you've said that for years. You know, yeah, I don't feel safe unless I have a gun to go get my sandwich. You know, but you know, hey, we're not relax. We're not anti-gun either. You know, right? No, but the thing is, is like those people are so afraid. Mostly, I feel bad for them. I'm like, because how afraid are you that you're like, oh, I can't leave my house without my gun. I've got to have it on me. How? terrified that that must be hell to live in that mind that must be hell yeah i know somebody that um puts his gun on his belt to go check the mail i'm like yeah like i mean just constantly thinking at any time they could be under attack or taken out that i feel bad i i I do i mean i'm not even trying to be like condescending here i really feel bad for the mental state of those people. I mean, there is some true, deep-rooted fear going on there. What do you think is going to happen if Biden actually wins, though? I mean, because there's going to be protests. There'll be protests either way, no matter who wins. But if Biden wins, do you think they'll be out in the streets? I honestly, I don't know. Or I, I think they're just getting there, that tired of him, too, because his popularity is not very high right now i mean the people here will be pissed because king of tucky is a trump loving county city town yeah village <laughs> did you see what happened in oklahoma last week when he had his rally and nobody showed up well nineteen thousand seat arena and six thousand people showed up i know and they still didn't like spread it out at least you know what you know what they could have done that would have at least made it look smart it's like if they took that stadium and they separated everyone then they would have looked like they were being responsible and social distancing and they could have played it off that way Right. But they're not smart enough to they, do that. Yeah, they, that would have been that would have been a brilliant this play. Is, this is how not smart enough they are. They got punked by thirteen year olds. It was like teenagers who were buying up all those tickets. Well, not here, buying them up, but reserving well, all you, of them. Well, you, well, here's the thing though. Um, <laughs> there's an unlimited supply of tickets. If, if they wanted that arena to be full, the arena would. No, have been I know, but there were like. Kids, because there were um, kids calling into the radio show I listened to. Are not kids. Their parents were calling in, and she was talking about how her 13-year-old daughter had reserved, like, hundreds of tickets. And so the radio host was like, well, how'd she even do that, though? And um, the lady goes, well, there's an app on your phone where you can generate a ton of phone numbers. So you can use all those phone numbers to put them in, to reserve the tickets. So it was kids doing all this. The kids don't even want them. That should tell you something. If your kid comes to you and is like, and these people, I feel sorry for them when their kids do get older and come to them. What in the hell were you thinking in 2016 when you voted for Donald Trump? Because I've asked my parents about Reagan. My mom said she didn't vote for him, but I was like, what the hell were you guys thinking? When I learned up more about Ronald Reagan later. Yeah, and that's um That's a different story that's a, that's for a, a different yeah, podcast. That's a, that's a topic. We can talk time. about we can talk about a lot of the yeah, fucked yeah. up shit that he did later. <laughs> <laughs> but Alex P. Keaton loved him. 
Yeah, but he was the only one in the family that did. I know. How does that happen? Oh. How do you get the, like the conservative kid? But I don't know. I, I have friends that have um, deeply conservative parents, and the kid is like you know progressive. Right. Um, so it happens. All right. So I guess. Wow. I can't, I can't believe the president called in. Maybe he's maybe he's still a little loopy from last week, and because he took a beat, beating at that rally, and nobody's showing up. So. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully he gets some rest. Well, he had to prove that he knew how to drink water. He did. He got standing ovation for that. Yeah. So congratulations. I know. Good job on yeah. drinking a bottle of water. Yeah. And yeah. being able to walk downstairs you, you, or, so, or a ramp. <laughs> uh, good way to go. Baby steps. You, you think Melania handed him a sippy cup all week, and then towards like Thursday or Friday, she took the lid off the sippy cup and to see if he could handle it? Probably, Yeah. <laughs> I think he put down the phone long enough to stop tweeting. Oh, that was another thing that, that he did. It was recently, um, and then we'll wrap this up. He was at a, a business conference where people were coming in, and they were talking about the hardships that were going through through COVID. And these two ladies got up and saying how their business was hurting, and he picked up his phone, and he started tweeting in the middle of this, and he wasn't even listening to these people. Like, you're totally boring me. I've got to see what they're saying about me on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so episode number two, and you know what? We're not going to just do political talk. We've got some other subjects coming up that hopefully you'll like, and uh, you know, because we don't want to offend half the people out there. It's just words. But um, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we will talk to you next week. See you later. All right, bye-bye. bye bye. Bye.